Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 101 of the Chumps and Champs Fantasy Football Podcast, the spooky edition, Matt, because it's Halloween time. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's what are you like the, the comb with the tissue paper over it. You blow it, it makes the, the spooky noise. <laughs> that's that's right. Oh, we should have decorated, we should have dressed up for this show, like me and you have the time with our small children. Yeah, my children have costumes. I can go put on my son's chase from Paw Patrol outfit, uh, and see how that looks on me. If I'm fat, then Stewie's fat too, because we wear the same size onesie. <laughs> Oh man, what is uh, your daughter going to be for Halloween? She is Cruella Deville. Oh, um, love it. And my wife did spend a lot of time and effort piecing together this awesome outfit. And we already went to Trunk and Treat, Trunk or Treat, and got some uh, pretty rave reviews. I have to say, good. she did well. Good, good, good. And uh, my son is going to be a Dalmatian. Yeah, so and you're kind of work. He's six months, five months, five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, we did our pumpkin carving. So we just tonight we did our pumpkin carving. Uh, My son just turned four and really into it, really into it until he's not anymore. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So this was the first year of like, well, not the first year because he's done it before, but all right, well, now, now what? Now what, dad? And we're like, okay, we'll scoop it out. Okay. We got to scoop out all the stuff. And he's just like, no, that's just not fucking happening. <laughs> that, that's not, I, I'm not putting my hand in there, but uh, he liked it. We did the carving until he's like, okay, well now it's daddy's got to do the, the actual sawing basically of this thing. And he's like, all right, I'm going to go play with my toys. <laughs> you let me know. You let me know when we're done. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, this is the, I still, I still like broke part of it. I made the dinosaur sensor. Oh. I still broke part of it off in the, the process. Pull off the thing where you like stick a toothpick in there to hold it. And nobody did it. Notice. Did oh, it. Did it. Right. Well, no, my wife did it because I, <laughs> I, I don't know how that works, but she accomplished that. But yeah, we made three pumpkins. Yeah, we made one for his little sister who's four weeks old. It's just a all around good day. And now we get to come on here and talk fantasy football with you. Just blessings. Blessings, yep. am I right? Yeah. See, we haven't done it yet this year, but last year my daughter was super into scooping out the gook. But there's also foods that she loved a year ago that she absolutely hates now. So I don't, I don't know if she'll still be on board with scooping out gook. Yeah. Now, who knows what the future holds with these kids? Um. Well, Matt, let's talk fantasy football. Let's talk week eight. Okay. Maybe we're getting close to midway, halftime, as as it were. Uh. We'll do, you know, next show, you know, we're doing it. We're going to spit all this right now. Next week, we'll do a how's it going kind of halfway through the season. Midway MVPs. Remind me. Remind me of that. Midway MVPs, LVPs, surprises and whatnot for the midway. But uh, what's one thing that you're surprised of, good or bad so far? Right I'm off doing, the cuff. I'm doing really good in one league. Yeah. Out of yeah. one, right? Because <laughs> you're only in one league, yeah? Um, yeah, that's what I'll tell the listeners. But in that league, I have Derek Henry, which I don't think is a surprise. Um, mm-hmm. I talked to him up a lot preseason. I didn't listen to my gut, passed on him in a league, and which I didn't. So if you guys listen to me and di- listen to my gut, you're doing all right, probably. If you have Derek Henry, you're doing okay in fantasy. Mm-hmm. He's... I mean, I was going to talk about when we get to the Titans and Colts, but he is on pace to break the rushing record. 
with the extra bonus 17 Maybe. game, but uh, still, still counts, right? Oh, yeah, still counts. Yeah. Well, there was um, one piece of big news that came out today, Matt. Did you see this Mark Ingram, uh, Mark Ingram news? I'd say that's big, don't you? Traded to where is he going? The New Orleans, Saints. right? Yeah, yeah, back to back to the Saints. Man, he was unstoppable with Kamara back in was it twenty seventeen something like that twenty eighteen? Forget when, probably twenty eighteen or maybe even twenty nineteen. But they were a crazy duo. I'm happy yeah, for we'll, him. We'll have to see how fast he gets integrated and how it all works out. But does this? What's more exciting for me, like I think Kamara's still the guy there. Maybe Ingram will vulture some touchdowns, mm-hmm. uh, but that offense just isn't the offense it used to be. But I'm now like, do I want to get back in on like Philip Lindsay or somebody else there in Houston? Is that right? I, I think I think your mindset is the exact same mindset. That's the first thing my mind went to as well. Is what did he leave? Right? Um, it's not like they replaced the running back position, and I don't think I don't think there's anything there. <laughs> I really don't. What are they gonna do? I mean, I mean, is Philip Lindsay the guy? Uh, does that mean anything in the Houston Texans running back room? I don't know. I, I don't think I'm gonna touch it. What about you? For real, what would you do if he's available in the league? Phil I got Lindsay. a roster spot. I'll I'll throw Philip Lindsay. And I got more. I got bigger scrubs. Shittier scrubs. What, yeah, what, I, 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 no, I get it. More, I more advanced scrubs on <laughs> rosters as it is. So I, I'll roster Phil Lindsay for a week or week or two and see his usage. And as you say, I think every every week is don't want no scrubs, right? The scrub is a guy. I don't get no <laughs> love from me. I didn't. I couldn't <laughs> tell if you if you even understood that for a second. And I just like oh, a second's worth of panic. I'm like, oh god, he, <laughs> oh my god, I know he knows TLC. Uh, but uh, to go back to your, I guess, first question, I'd say my biggest surprises so far this year, I think from a running back or wide receiver frame of mind is Cordell Patterson. You, you got to give that guy credit for how much he's just stolen that role in Atlanta. And especially with that offense not being as exciting as we thought it was going to be, he's carved out a very fantasy relevant role. And he's been great for the fantasy communicate community. Yeah, for for sure. Because I don't think we spoke of him. I mean, at all in the in the like. Why would we? I think my biggest uh, that was a positive. You gave a positive. I'll give a negative. And it's specifically like because of how much I was talking him up in preseason. But Allen Robinson. Oh my gosh, I did not I did not see this coming because he's such a good wide receiver and he is cuttable i think i think he's cut he's droppable in fantasy in week eight and that's just unbelievable how how bad he's doing from a fantasy perspective it's not all his fault it's his quarterback's fault as well the play calling all of it but yeah there's a couple rough uh droppable players um I'll just go ahead and hop into it now. I think I want to mention it later in the podcast, but we'll do it now. Alan Robinson was one. The other is Mike Davis. He was a big, uh, almost like a, a value my guy of mine in the preseason. Agreed. Yeah. And that just ties right back with Cordell Patterson. He's he's lost there. He still has usage, but he's not getting the the valuable touches. He's not getting the mm-hmm. touches when it matters um, yeah. that are fantasy relevant. So meh. Um, 
yeah. I'll give it an upside one again too, and say, guess who is wide receiver six right now in fantasy, um, at least in the league that I'm looking at right now. I'll say a surprise, and you're gonna give it's a surprise, right? So who will be the top ten? Uh, well, is it shit, Debo? Say, is it Debo? Debo's actually five in this league, which oh. I'll say is a surprise. I he's mm-hmm. a guy that I like threw his name out there a little bit in the preseason. Yes, like I did. think he could bounce back, and I didn't yes. get him anywhere. Yes, so did. he's big. Um, Number eight on the other side of this guy is Mike Williams. He's a big surprise. He's been great yeah. for people in fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually really enjoy seeing him succeed, even though I also missed out on him. But right in between those guys at six is a guy who I said he's trending up. He's in his third year. His stats were improving. He's in a good situation, Marquise Brown. And I'm glad to see that he is doing Whoa. well in fantasy this year. He's sixth right now. That's that's wild. I guess that does make sense. And like, yeah, that does make sense. Well, cool. Good for a little bit of a wavy season, I'd say, but you know, it is Mm -hmm. what it is. Uh, Another one we'll talk about him coming up here, but James Robinson. I mean, I know that the Travis Etienne injury kind of allowed this to happen, but I mean, his own coach didn't believe in him. He was like, that was a flash in the pan. He's the only good thing about that offense. So James Robinson returning to RB one value as he did last year. That's awesome. That's I think awesome. Urban just didn't want to believe it. And eventually he's just, oh, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I, you, I can't just not play him anymore. He's good. Well, saying bad things about him makes me look even worse. So I got to start saying something, something good. Uh, Matt, let's get into the week eight matchups. Break it down for the, uh, the champs. You ready? I'm ready. Yeah, you ready? Nah. I'm ready. Oh, I'm ready. Let's, let's start with, uh, I'll start with Thursday night. We're recording this on Wednesday, so things change. So don't yell at us when things change. But here we Depending go. On how fast we edit this and get this out there, it might be after this game too. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Hey, hey, we got full time jobs, people. Okay, Scott's not even here. Anyway, <laughs> Packers at Cardinals. Uh, Cardinals are six and a half point favorites. Over under is at fifty point five. The big news from this game so far is so far, like it's already begun, is Devontae Adams and Adam Lazard are both. Did I say Adam Lazard? Alan Lazard. I'm not sure what you said, but yeah, it's Alan. It is Alan. Okay. okay. It's, it's actually Alan Lizard, but Alan Lizard you know. and Devontae Adams. Okay. They're both out with COVID. I, I should say Lazard is going to be out because he is uh unvaccinated so it's gonna be impossible for the math to add up for him to come back i guess adams is so it would have to be it would be like a photo finish but they're still describing it as unlikely that he'll be here for this game that otherwise could have been the game of the week uh the packers and cardinals so talk what did you say the spread was in this one it's uh the over the spread is minus six and a half to the cardinals okay i think that's that's fair and i think yeah. Aaron Rodgers is a savvy enough vet that he can he can throw to some of these other guys that have been around. I think uh, MVS is supposed to be back and ready for him this week, isn't he? They're hopeful. So yeah. it's like a genuine, maybe a genuine, like a legit, like 50-50. So that'd be helpful. Yeah. The other guys aren't no names. You've heard of them because Rodgers has thrown to him before. So he'll be fine. Mm-hmm. All you Rodgers truthers have his back whenever he's minus a superstar. Well, yeah, so this is going to be, this is, I mean, Aaron Jones is going to see more passing work, I'm sure. Uh, Robert Tunyon, I think his stock goes up for this game. Randall Cobb is streamable. 
But Matt, I'm going to ask you about Robert Tunyon, a league that we're not in. So you can be completely honest, no bias here. I have in that league, Mark Andrews, and he's on by. So yeah, by the way, Raiders and Ravens are on by. Uh, I am choosing Robert Tunyon as my streamer while Andrews is out because of the Lazard and Adams news on Thursday night. Um, would you agree with that decision? Are you, Who's else do you is support there to me? Stream. I knew I, okay. As soon as I started speaking about this, I was like, he's going to ask in comparison to who, so you should have some, some well, Ricky, Ricky Seals Jones, Ricky there, Seals Jones. There we go. That's who okay. I was going to say. Cause last week you came out and said, Oh, he's doing really good. He's getting a lot of work and he's getting yards and everything. And I don't guess sound what? like he, that. He still had a, an okay <laughs> week last week. Uh, he had like eight points, but seven targets, 50 yards. Like that's, that's good production from a receiver, but, or sorry, a tight end, even if he, especially if you can find the end zone. So are you talking about Seals Jones or Tanyan? Seals Jones. The, so okay, that's okay, my, okay. my question to you is, would you deny what you're saying last week about how, nice of a role seals jones has carved out just because of tanyan's good opportunity here that okay that's legit what i'm asking you to answer <laughs> for me that's literally the answer that because kind of he's like still the, out there yeah i like the upside of tanyan in this matchup i know it's thursday night and it's just gonna piss you off that you're gonna be looking at his shitty score all mm-hmm. oh until sunday help? Does it help that I also am playing Aaron Jones and that I I'm, I have Aaron Jones and I'm playing him. So I'll have two Packers, but again, with no Adams and Lazar, I feel, I mean, like you said, Rogers is going to throw it to somebody and the Cardinals are going to put up points. So he's going to throw it a lot. So that's, that's what I'm going. That's my question is, is the opportunity of Tunyon more than the, the Ricky Seals Jones, like, role in Washington and who who would you play between the two? Yeah, that's a tough one. Okay. Um, okay. So at least if I make whatever decision, it's not the wrong one. Oh, it will be, but yeah. I I would go with Tanyan based on situational upside. Um and I think the game flow. Their def Arizona's defense is still nothing to sneeze at, but uh Washington is playing Denver and I think their defense is Mm-hmm. decent and good against tight ends. And I just don't see the game script going in the right direction in this one. So I would just go with the Thursday night and hope that you don't have to hate yourself for three days till Sunday. I hate Thursday night games so much. I hate them. And you know what, who I'm, I'm playing against in that league, a uh, guy who's playing uh, Deandre Hopkins. So, you know, it's going to happen. It's going to be a slaughter and Hopkins is going to outscore Aaron Jones and Tanya. And I'm just fucked for the week for the entire weekend and ruin my Halloween. But yeah, anyway. I got a alert on my phone from one of the like either fantasy platforms or news outlets. I have an app downloaded for, and they always know exactly how much text you're going to see on your phone. It's like breaking news. Surprisingly, Deandre Hopkins is, and then you have to open <laughs> it. It's like, what? And then it does a thing where you click on it. Cause you're freaking out. And then just like takes you to a generic page and you don't yeah. even see that just scroll story. down. Yeah, like, just scroll what down happened to DeAndre Hopkins? Like they added, it. they added surprisingly just to make it so that you can't <laughs> read the actual value part of it. Oh. Yeah. Got to get that click. Uh, so the Cardinal side of the ball something interesting, of course you're going to start Hopkins, but last week, AJ Green, Rondell Moore, Christian Kirk, and Zach Ertz. That's four guys that are not Hopkins. 
all got between three and five targets. I don't love the idea of starting any of them for that reason. The touchdowns, I mean, just toss them out there. I don't know who's going to get it between those guys. I mean, the addition of Zach Ertz to Arizona, I, do you want to start any of these guys because the ball gets spread out so much in Arizona and everyone's playing second fiddle to Hopkins? Yeah, you I have want, to maybe. I just want to start Hopkins. If you're struggling with tight ends, I can see starting Ertz. Um, but in reality, I meant to bring this up. I think this year is one of the deeper tight end years once we get into the season. There's streamable tight ends that you don't hate out every week. Everybody has starters. Mm-hmm. It's It's been a good tight end year. I've, I've been happy with it. And they're getting a lot of touchdowns too, which is helping. But still, that is helping because last year it was bad. It was mm-hmm. bad last year. Like If you got three catches for 40 yards and no touchdowns, you were a top eight tight end which is gross, but you're right. There's a lot of involvement in the tight ends. And that makes me feel a little bit better about, uh, about waiting because I didn't get Kelsey anywhere. So yeah, I agree with that. Now, Chase Edmonds versus James Connor, Matt Edmonds, 15 carries last week and gets the catches Connor 10 carries, but you could argue the more valuable ones because they're in the red zone. I mean, these are both low-end RB2s at this point, right? Uh, Yeah, I'd agree. I wouldn't love starting either of them. I don't have any shares of either, so I'm happy about that. Mm -hmm. Good luck to to those of you that do. I sold one to to Kevin. I sold James Conner to Kevin uh, in one of our leagues, and um, now I'm having running back issues. So (laughs) that's fantasy football. So now to the Sunday uh, lineup. Carolina Panthers at... Arizona Falcons. I can't read. Atlanta Falcons minus three. Falcons are favored over under 46 points. The Panthers are a total mess without Christian McCaffrey, Matt. Yeah. Um, and old darn it, Darnold uh, had a pretty rough week. So, oh boy, howdy, did he? That's my one boy, howdy. Okay. And it, it went. Like roller coaster ride for him. It was like two weeks ago. People are like, "My God, Darnold was undervalued in New York, and he's a good quality quarterback, and he can support the NFL franchise." Okay, you're saying all the things I was saying. It was more than you. It was it was some chatter, and then he has one bad week, and it's like they need to trade for Deshaun Watson. Watson. Yeah, and their organization already came out like we we didn't say that <laughs> we're not doing that. <laughs> right. uh-huh. I think you're going to start Chuba Hubbard. I mean, his role is carved out in there without Christian McCaffrey there. I think you start DJ Moore even with uh, Darnold's woes because DJ Moore is elite, and he still put up like seventy something yards. Even like I think out of Darnold's 111 yards he threw for last week, DJ Moore had seventy something of them. So you can still do it there. Uh, anything else to talk about? Oh, their defense is really good. Carolina's defense is really good, man. That's something to take away. Yeah, they're pretty good. Luke Keekley? No, he's not there anymore. Um, speaking of which, what do we do with the Falcons with this good Carolina defense? Like, you're going to start Ridley and you're going to start Kyle Pitts. And I mean, Kyle, let's talk about Kyle Pitts for a second. Okay, hey, dude. Pitt. Seven catches for 163 yards on eight targets last week. And that was with Ridley in the lineup. Has he broken into 
top three tight ends on the, for the year, rest of the season? I'll tell you what, he's the reason why I, I haven't officially lost a trade I did earlier this year. I traded, uh, I think it was Jared Cook, which was a nobody tight end, and uh, Henderson on the Rams for Tyson Williams, because I was big on him, if you guys right. remember my fantasy tip, and <laughs> Kyle Pitts. So <laughs> Kyle Pitts kind of evened out that trade, and I thought I was just getting all the upside even though he had a little bit more of the sure thing with Henderson and it worked out. Kyle Pitts has really solidified himself. Although running backs are more valuable and Henderson has certainly stayed in the role that yeah people were expecting him to. Just saying I would have lost that if Kyle Pitts hasn't excelled into this situation he's in now. So I agree, Danny full circle. I think he's there. He's in, where is he going to go next year in drafts? If he's, if he progresses here, he's getting, Eight to ten yeah. targets. He's yeah. hitting a hundred and hundred plus yards receiving. He's a stud. second round. Second round. Seriously, second round. That's Travis Kelsey kind of stuff. If you're going to get ten targets and over a hundred yards consistently at the tight end position, well, so that you're saying he's going to be top three at least tight ends. I think he take. I think he is. I think it goes Kelsey Pitts, and then there's a gap. Well, maybe. I mean, if Kelsey can figure out a ship, but those numbers you just described are Kelsey numbers for. The way that okay, how long is Matt Ryan play? True, agreed. And and Matt Ryan's not going to play forever, so that's there's that too. Mahomes is young with Kelsey. I mean, Matt Ryan's what thirty seven years old. Yeah, but Kelsey isn't young, so you got the inverse. (laughs) You will never let him not. You can't let him live it down, dude. That guy is old, isn't he? What thirty one or something? like 32 we do this. the listeners right now are screaming right now at, at going you guys talk about kelsey's age so often you don't know it <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure he's like 36 so if matt ryan's there seriously next year kyle pitts is a second round talent because the way that they use him for that amount of targets if if he were to continue doing what he's doing that's what i think of him i think that he passes kittle he passes waller and there he is. Am I crazy for thinking that highly of him? Where do you think he is, even though he's only turned it on in the past few weeks? Where do you think he sits on fantasy tight ends production-wise so far in this year? Half PPR? That's what I'm looking at right now. Five. Five. Tight end five. five. Oh, shit. Okay. Besides Kelsey, name the three above him. <laughs> I know. Mark Andrews. There you go. Uh, Darren Waller. You say no? Waller's down at eight. Come on, man. Oh, because he's okay. Um, uh, it's Hunter Henry up there because of all these touchdowns. No, he's down at like double he's, digits. He's got like a million. Okay, so so it's Kelsey. Why, why am I having so much trouble? Mark with Andrews this? is two. Mark Andrews is two. Um, Hawkinson's not there. So is there is there something like Mike Kosicki? Yes. Okay. Because we're going to talk about him. Because we're going to talk about him coming up. We hated him in the preseason. Yes, we did. Yeah. We're going to add that to the things that we were wrong I about. Still don't think he's good. <laughs> I don't want to say I'm wrong here. Uh, Dalton Schultz. No. Fuck. Okay. Just tell me. Another surprise this year who I am a fan of. I think he just has a cool name Dawson Knox. Oh, of course, Dawson. Sitting at number three, although he's going to be out a few weeks here. So luckily, one of those weeks is his bye, but uh, yeah, was his bye. uh, So good timing for him. 
anyway, uh, real quick, you're going to start Ridley. Um, if you are desperate, you can start Matt Ryan, but you mentioned Mike Davis. I want to talk about Cordero Patterson real quick before we move on. Patterson had 14 carries. Mike Davis had four. Patterson did more with those 14 on average than Davis did with four. I, this is Patterson's like job completely. And I think that Mike Davis is not startable and he's even droppable. So you mentioned it earlier. I just wanted to bring it up. Cordero Patterson. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, this is a game too. Uh, I feel like there's questions on both sides of the ball. Who do you have winning this one? I have the, the uh, Falcons winning this one. I, I like, do. I like Patterson Ridley Pitts. I like that a lot. And Darnold is really scary. Oh, should we say mention for the Packers Cardinals who we have? I have the Cardinals. I also have the, the Cardinals in that okay. one. Um, real quick, breaking news that came across 15 minutes ago on this Wednesday night that we're recording this. J.J. Watt, Cardinals defensive end, is set to undergo sh- shoulder surgery that could potentially end his season. That's crazy. Well, what is he like? Thirty six. The first thing I thought. The first thing I thought was, how old is that guy? But he's been really, really good. He is. Would you say thirty six? He's thirty two. Thirty two. Oh God, he's younger than I am. That's going to be one of those guys who does not go away after he's retired, right? He's going to be announcing, coaching. Oh, for sure. I think he's going to be broadcasting definitely. Oh, I would love to see him broadcasting. So let's look up JJ Watts net worth compared to mine at the same age and uh, see who, no, I don't think I'm going to, I don't think you can find your net worth (laughs) online. Danny. (laughs) I don't remember my passwords to get into my net worth on the bank website. So um, let's move on to dolphins and bills. Oh, baby. Bills. 13. Oh, 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 baby. <laughs> oh, dog. Bills are 13 and a half point favorites in this game. Matt, woof. Um, they just get beat embarrassingly a couple weeks ago. I know that that wasn't the embarrassing one. That was the really, really close one against the Titans. The embarrassing loss was last week versus the Titans for a different NFL team. Do you remember oh, which team? Yeah, I think it was the Chiefs, right? Yeah, the Chefs. Yeah, the Bills lost respectfully. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Chiefs fans. It was a respectful win. Uh, anyway, I, I'll just say right now, I've got the Bills winning this game, although it does feel like a trap game for the Bills, even though they're coming off a bye because it's division. Dolphins give AFC East teams trouble a lot. But I feel like there were there are two close locks, and we'll talk about another one, the other one later. But I gave this one my lock of the week, and I have mm-hmm. Buffalo over Miami. Yeah. I have faith. You got faith. Even though the Titans beat them, I still like Buffalo. They're a fun mm-hmm. team to root for. Yeah. Um so Bills is pretty, it's pretty clear. I mean, you're starting Diggs, you're starting Allen. Um, I think you're starting, I, I guess it's not clear because I say, I think you're starting Emmanuel Sanders. He's putting up big yeah. time games, right? Yeah, I, I kind of just rostered him for a couple of weeks in a league and he's really flourished into a I'm starting him rule. And that is why you start rostering people um, on your bench whenever they're getting like eight, plus targets a game because that's what was happening here for sure he was getting like a he was getting like an average six but he was really productive on him Mm -hmm. i think you're still starting zach moss he is the guy in that backfield devin singletary's not moss just looks better and he's involved in the passing game 
You start. I have a question for you. Do yes. you start Zach Moss or Michael Carter? Zach Moss. I have to. Zach Moss. Easy. Okay. Well, I'm doing that mm-hmm. because, um, but I'm still starting Carter in my flex right now because <laughs> I'm having some troubles in this league. It's it's my McCaffrey league. <laughs> Do you start Carter in your flex over? Antonio Brown's out, which is why I have this issue. Maybe Probably Antonio out. Brown's still. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, well, Michael Carter's carved out a bit. Of I, a know, I know. I know. Not... He's done all right. That's the only reason I'm considering this. He's he's had two weeks, 13 plus points in a row in this league. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than him, I could I could do Higby in my flex. I could do Galladay if he's healthy. Who is playing KC? Who's obviously got exploited in the secondary. Outside of that, I got like Bateman, Damian Williams, who's probably droppable at this point, and Mike Davis, who's also probably droppable. So it's Carter, Galladay, or Bateman, or Higby. For some reason, I feel like Bateman is more of that, you know what, in this league, just shoot your shot, see if you can get a bombski. But then again, the the bombs go to him. Oh, he's on bye, isn't he? I was going to say, I I should also mention, he's on my bench, but he's not eligible this week anyway because he's on bye. All right, play Michael Carter. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to do it. Okay. Uh, From the Dolphins side of the ball, I legit don't think anyone's startable except for Mike Kosicki. Maybe Miles Gaskin. But tell me your your thoughts on the Dolphins this week against an elite Bills defense who's giving up the least amount of points to the passing game so far this year. Yeah, I, I guess Gasicki, maybe, maybe Gaskin. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. So let me read you Gasicki's last five games of targets. Eight, nine, seven, six, twelve. And you've always said if you can get seven targets as a tight end, your auto start, right? And that's like I agree. Well, I do think seven is an auto start, but eight is always my I love this guy number. Um, but yeah, I think Gasecki has proven that his volume and his usage is absolutely tight end one in your line, you know, solid guy. So yeah. fire him up against the Bills, who cares? Tua was uh, the quarterback one last week, but I don't, I don't I wouldn't chase those points, people. I mean, the Bills are a different animal um, than Atlanta, and uh, Waddle's great. I just don't I don't love that against Tre'Davious White. So no no thanks for me. Do you disagree or should we move on? I disagree because I have to play Waddle in the same league that I was just starting Michael Carter in my flex. So. I obviously don't have other options. Things are going so. well for you in that league. <laughs> yeah. Going well. Yeah. Hey, doing good. Doing good. Really pumped about it. The uh, San Francisco 49ers are playing the Chicago Bears. The 49ers are three and a half point favorites. The over under on this game is a 39. Ooh. It's the lowest on the week. And uh, I, I get it. <laughs> I get it for sure. Let's. Yeah. Uh, Start with uh, who do you want to start with? 49ers. We can talk about some positives. Debo Samuel, goodness. Do we already talk about him in this, game, this show? Briefly. It, it, we mentioned him on uh, the surprises early on, the surprise players. He's hot. He's good looking. He's good <laughs> at football, too. Well, that, well, that too. He had la- so last week, he had a 40% target share. There was a game, I think maybe in week one, he had like an over 50% target share. Oh, say what? Not bad. Not bad. I'll take that's, it. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Make sure he's in your lineup. 
Um, can you drop Brandon Ayuk, Matt? I don't know his exact usage in the past few weeks because I don't Not know good. him. But I also Not good. I was going to say, I also haven't heard about him. So They don't throw the ball a ton. Yes. They don't throw the ball a ton. And when they do, it goes to Debo Samuel. And oh, by the by, George Kittle is going to be back. Uh, next week, I think is what I saw. Yeah. Maybe potentially week nine. Ayuk had one catch on one target for six yards, and then uh, he added one rush for That's three yards. So good. Who do you have winning this game? I it's both these teams. I guess Chicago. We we know they kind of suck, but Niners. I mean, they're like who knows with them. But the last four are L's. <laughs> I didn't realize they started two and zero. <laughs> uh, I have the 49ers winning because of the Bears are so bad with Justin Fields, man. That's that's yucky. Yeah, I have the Niners winning, but uh, full disclosure, my confidence points on them are low. Yeah. Three. Uh, Elijah Mitchell came back and really went for it. 18 for 107 and one. He's an auto start to me, Matt. Yeah. Yeah, I got him in a league. I think I'm trying to flex him in there. Unfortunately, it's one of the leagues where I'm actually kind of stacked on players, so I got to kind of figure out who to sit. I think. Let me double check. I think I'm sitting Gibson for him. Do you agree with that? Oh, that's a good problem to have. Yeah, I do. I do agree with that. Joe Mixon, Nick Chubb, Antonio Gibson, and now Eli Mitchell. And I think I'm playing Mitchell over Gibson. Um, I I like it. I do, and that's weird to say, but I I do think that's the right move. Gibson's been tough. He's one of all of our baby bubbas here, but mm-hmm. it's it's been tough sled. And Washington yeah. football teams kind of just I was so amped for them at the beginning of this year to kind of do a little bandwagon action with them, and things just aren't going right. <laughs> Something's just off. And it, well, it was the Ryan Fitzpatrick thing that started the whole thing being off, but uh, yeah, the on the field Fitzpatrick and a few other injuries, the nagging Antonio Gibson the shin, shin injury, the and shin then injury. Yeah, on top of it all, you got the off the field Dan Snyder bullcrap. Uh, <sighs> so it's just like the whole organization is like this was exciting preseason, and now this was great. You made it bad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so I guess you'll hold off on getting your hat for Washington until they make the team change or the name announcement. Yeah, ho- hopefully an owner and name change. <laughs> we can only we can only dream for the Bears, though. Can you so can you drop Allen Robinson? Can you, you get- not that you have to, but can you? Yeah, I guess you always run the risk of them changing up usage or a new quarterback getting slotted to start or changing scheme or something, and Allen Robinson all of a sudden gets the targets that he deserves. But I will say this right now. I don't blame you if you drop Allen Robinson. Yeah. He's not startable, and he's wasting a spot on your bench. We we love Allen Robinson. We know mm-hmm. he's talented. But in a redraft league, he's wasting space for you right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Completely agree. Darnell Mooney, same boat, right? Same offense, same position, same boat. Yeah, He's been I, outperforming Robinson, but still, that that's not saying much. Yeah, I'm not big on the Mooney bandwagon anyway, so you can do what you wish. Oh, you're him. not? Oh, that's, that's, that makes me sad, but it's okay. Um, running back, so Matt, looks like Dave Montgomery's still going to be out. Damian Williams is poo-poo trash. Khalil Herbert, I think you got another another week of you can start him up because he looked really, really good 
against the uh, stout Buccaneers defense. I said, don't start him last week. And I was wrong. So I can see this being a trap though. Cause everybody thinks like, Oh my God, Damian Williams was active last week and he only got like one care, like what three carries for nothing, but <laughs> for nothing time, parts, a big part. He of got it, active. He got activated off the COVID list like a day before this. Yeah. So he wasn't practicing with the team. He wasn't involved in a lot of this game planning. And so him being at a full week of practices, this could really go back to a 50, 50 timeshare. I'm not saying start Damian Williams. I'm saying temper expectations on Herbert, just right. Dominating everything. again. Well, but he did look good though. Herbert. I mean, he, I mean, he was 18 carries for 100 yards against the best rushing defense in the league. That's pretty good. And, 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 and in a terrible, terrible, terrible passing offense, he caught five passes for 33 yards. That's pretty neat. It changed my mind. He's stud. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay okay we, we're in agreement here so what are we doing we're we talking about is that good are we good on the 49ers and bears you got the niners yeah you said that niners. easy okay steelers and browns browns are three and a half point favorites over under is 42 and a half that's kind of low as well let's start with the steelers coming off of that by uh you're starting Najee harris he's a rock star yep Deontay Johnson, he gets a lot of volume starting him. But Chase Claypool, he had kind of a poo-poo game two weeks ago before the bye. I'm big on Chase Claypool making a return to glory. But I don't know how you feel about him emotionally. I stay away from Steelers receivers. I don't I never know what it's going to be on a week-to-week basis. So mm-hmm. um I don't own Chase Claypool. I get it. He'll, he'll have big games. This could be one. I don't I don't foresee it. I like I like Cleveland here. Okay. I um who do I have winning this game? I think I have the Steelers winning this game. I cannot tell you a why. Uh Baker Mayfield on the Brown side of the ball may be able to start this game. That sounds I mean, that sounds kind of crazy. Coming, coming out as of today is he's able to do everything in practice. I think that's the exact quote from their coach. So I, are you believing that though? I don't know. Uh, he tore <laughs> what did yeah, he, what he like tore his labrum. He has a fractured like femur yeah. or something. <laughs> uh, 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 scap- scapula. Oh, your femur's leg. It's it's in his throwing. <laughs> I, wait, I'm, I'm not big on human anatomy, but I, I that's some that big <laughs> that's some big city doctor. Okay, <laughs> but I I just. I don't love hearing that, that someone's got something torn and broken in that throwing shoulder, but he does have some good commercials. So I'll, I'll throw them out there if I need to. Um, so you had Pittsburgh winning this. I do. I do. I'm I got sticking with Cleveland. Despite the injury woes, they got Chubb back, which I'm excited for. I got him in a couple of leagues and I need him. So, you know, let's go Cleveland. I, Nick Chubb, I think, is one of my favorite, like one of my favorite football players. I think I decided that I really, really like Nick Chubb and I'm rooting for him. So I, lo- I love if you ever seen like a mic'd up when I think it was probably Kareem Hunt or Chubb that are mic'd up, but they're just sitting next to each other on the bench. They got a cool relationship, but it's just Kareem Hunt just John and talking about everything the game and Chubb just in there like, yep. Yep. Just like yeah. focus on the game while Kareem Hunt's going crazy. Please shut up. Please stop talking to me. <laughs> so are you starting? I mean, Landry and, and Odell. I don't you can't start Odell Beckham. 
You just can't. Nope. He's just not getting the. I mean, the ball's getting spread too much. Even if Baker Mayfield's out there, I won't start uh, Jarvis Landry. I'm not starting Odell Beckham, but Chubb's out there. But let's talk to Ernest Johnson. He was the fantasy darling last week with Chubb and Hunt out so much so that Hunt's on IR. So he's not playing. Even if Chubb plays, I think that Dearness Johnson can be started in fantasy because I think they're going to involve him, especially as Chubb returns from injury. They're not going to give him the full 80% workload. I think Johnson's got some value. Do you disagree? Do you agree? What do you think of this? Absolutely disagree. I think if Chubb is back healthy, especially with Hunt out, yeah, the Ernest Johnson going right get, the other way. But uh, also, I get Felton didn't do anything last week, but with Chubb back, Chubb Chubb fills the Ernest Johnson role. Felton more fills the Hunt role. How I see it, so I think a lot of Ernest Johnson's work is going to go away here. So what I, I'm going to compare it to Washington. I think we're going to see a. Gibson McKissick kind of split and McKissick was usable, not what you want, but he's usable in a flex worthy kind of spot. Am I closer with that? Yes. <laughs> okay. We're not going to agree on that. <laughs> I think my, my <laughs> argument was that how it would be split with a timeshare. Chubb is taking over the Ernest Johnson role. So his role gets relegated. Maybe I think they're going to ease him into I, it. I really don't want to say Felton is going to get more work than Darren Shots because that just sounds stupid to say out loud. But the, the way the roles work, I don't like Darren Johnson this week. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Okay. I'm not mad or anything like that, but whatever. Let's do one more matchup before we go to break. Let's talk Philadelphia Eagles, the three and a half point favorites over the Detroit Lions over under 48 points. And Matt, this is one of the first ones that I hit. I am taking the Lions. Oh my God. That's my wee, wee, wee upset. I got Hell, Lions with the confidence yes. of one. We both, it's something that seems feels like right. One. This it is feels it. right. This yeah. Week. Yeah. They're, they're going to get some weird, they're home. They got, they're finally going to get some weird little upset win. And finally, they're not going to have a, a shitty ref call or a missed field goal or, or a made field happen. goal that ridiculous. Oh, my God. They should have beaten Baltimore. <laughs> they should have. Oh, my God. Hall of Famer kicking of it. They're going to win this game, Matt. I, I'm so glad that we're on the same page here because I don't even see this that big of an upset because I think that Jalen Hurts is not a good quarterback. I think he puts up sure. fantasy points. I think it, that the Lions the way, got this. I, I start. Jalen Hurts on at least one of my teams and I'll say man that's a scary fantasy quarterback because he usually has like five points at the end of the third quarter and you're like what the fuck and then all of a sudden he just 21 being like runs in one throws one throws another one and 20 something points but mm-hmm. I do want to backpedal you said they should have won the game against Baltimore if it wasn't mm-hmm. for that Hall of Fame kicker but it, yes. really, they should they should have won it before that with the, the time the delay of game yeah so, the delay of game literally that would have been delay of game 10 second runoff lions win and that's it <laughs> like there was no other like oh he would have been five foot back or five yards back and had to kick it from farther no it just it, the game should have been over literally right. right completely agree no um let's talk eagles so sanders gets hurt 
they say he's going to be okay. He's going to be okay, but it's going to be the Kenneth Gainwell, Boston Scott kind of show. Doesn't inspire a lot of confidence, but I think Kenneth Gainwell is playable. He is the passing guy, and he just looked better than Boston Scott. They'll probably split carries, but I think more value goes to Gainwell there if you're in a pinch like I am, uh, being a Miles Sanders owner. Uh, disagree with any of that? No, I, I don't love it, but I get it. Mm-hmm. You got to start Jalen Hurst. He's like the quarterback two on the year because of all the things that we just talked about. But. Yeah, and like I said, he's my quarterback in the league and I, I don't love starting him and it's scary starting him. It never feels right. But at the end of the day, you have points. The results are there. Yeah. Um, Devontae Smith, I, I, I have him in multiple leagues and he's getting the targets. He's getting the looks and he's a bomb threat at all times. I got to keep rolling him out there because I don't want to be left holding the bag when he is, when he goes for like one of these like seven for 190 and two. You know what I mean? He does the, he has the threat of just exploding with his talent. He's just kind of middling right now. I, 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 I still am going to roll him out there over and over and over as if I have a choice, but I have the, I have confidence that he can maybe figure it out. Jalen Hurts will pull his head out of his ass. What do you think of Devontae Smith? I only own him in one league, and I also own Hopkins and Diggs in that league. And I haven't had to use Devontae Smith much, but when I have in the flex or during like Diggs bye week last week, I feel like I always I need him on the wrong week. He had a decent week last week, but it wasn't monstrous. Uh, right. I, he has upside, but he doesn't have a very high floor, is what I'll say about Devontae Smith. I think he has the talent to really in a sophomore year or future be a, a very nice fantasy asset, but let, let's see where it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, Goddard. I think you can start because Ertz isn't there. I mean, he was the leading yards getter last week. I mean, that only had like three catches, but got to start Goddard. Let's talk about the lines though. We want to, let's do it anyway. You're starting TJ Hawkinson. He's getting targets, even though he's not really producing mm-hmm. lately. He had like nine targets. DeAndre Swift is a man. He is a man. And I didn't he, see much of this game last week, I'll admit, mm-hmm. but I, I did hear he had he had the big what like 63 yard like reception um, yeah. touchdown that really bolstered his stats and a lot of a, a decent amount of work outside of that. But he did get stood up on a couple goal line opportunities or red red zone mm-hmm. opportunities. So mm-hmm. It scares me that that work would go away from him, maybe to Jamal Williams, but I don't think Jamal Williams is a goal line back either. And there's not anybody else who's going to steal red zone opportunities. If he's being secure with the ball, I think he still gets those. Okay. I just, I'm afraid of regression with Swift. I'm I'm only talking through all this because I've been considering like maybe formulating some trades or something Mm -hmm. for Swift because I like the Lions. He's doing well. I want to like him. But I, mm-hmm. I'm really scared too at the same time. So let me try to convince you why I why Swift is amazing. So yes, he had like an almost even rushing split of carries with Jamal Williams. Uh, but even last year, remember Adrian Peterson? Yes, he would snipe some touchdowns. But towards the end of the year, it became DeAndre Swift running the touchdowns in as well on the goal line. Uh, Jamal Williams zero targets last week against the Rams. Swift had 10 targets. That's so weird to me because I thought Jamal Williams was going to fall into a pass catching role there. And it has Ten. not been that. 10 for Swift. He was the leading yeah. target, like the leading guy for, for golf in targets. That's crazy value. 
in like a half PPR league. I mean, in any league, that's great to get those kind of opportunities in the passing game, but I love it. And I'm with you. I, I think it's great. I'm on Ross St. Brown got goosed, dude, not even a target. It's unfortunate given that Mm -hmm. name. Right. So, I mean, you're starting Swift, you're starting Hawkinson. Is there anything else there? Right Uh, now? Nah. Nah. Well, dude, a lot of you probably have Jamal Williams rostered, and I, I, I don't think that's I don't blame you. That's a handcuff. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I agree. And in a pinch, maybe you can. He's pop a good a handcuff. Oh, I'm yes, not gonna is. lie. I, I think yes, he's startable yeah. if Swift was to miss any time for something. Weird. Oh gosh, of course, for sure. All right, let's take a break. I need a beer, and when we come back, we'll finish out the rest of the week eight matchup. So stick around. Hey everybody, Ty here with Dan and Tone from the Upper Decker Podcast. We hope you're enjoying this episode of Chumps to Champs. These guys absolutely kill it when it comes to fantasy football. And I'd be willing to bet that if you're, uh, you're a football fan, there's a good chance you follow baseball as well. And if that's the case, we want you to finish up this episode and then head on over to the Upper Decker podcast. We cover all things baseball. So whether you want to hear about the latest on the field action, listen to breakdowns of trades and signings, or learn about some crazy baseball history, we've got a little something for everyone. We are going to drop some knowledge on you and hopefully give you a few laughs in the process. If you want to check us out, we're available on all your streaming platforms. We'd also encourage you to follow us at Upper Decker Pod on Twitter and Facebook. Hope you check us out and enjoy the rest of this episode of Chumps to Champs. Woo! Welcome back, champs. We touched on the first six matchups of week eight. We're going to finish off the rest of them for you, get you all set up and ready to go for this spooky edition of the NFL week eight. I so we really trended away from spooky. Uh, what are we? What are, goblin noises going in the background. Everyone, <laughs> oh, um, let's start, Matt, with the Titans at Colts 51 point over under. The Colts are favorites in this. Does that make any sense to you? Not a lot, but um, it's minus okay one. <laughs> I feel like I, I like being the underdog, so okay, you know what? Favor the favor the Colts here. It's against the world this week, Matt. That's what we're looking at here. That is a very odd one. And I'm not like a, I mean, I'm obviously a Titans homer, but I'm not just going to defend them to the end of the earth on a spread. I'll, I'll take Titans plus one. Anybody who wants to give it to me, text me listeners. Yeah. I mean, this does scream Colts victory though. Doesn't it? Uh, the Chiefs and Bills just got beat by the Titans, and now they go to Indianapolis. This, I, maybe I do get it at a certain point. A lot, a lot of Titans fans say they're good at winning the games they shouldn't win, and they're good at losing the games that they should win. Uh, hence the whole Jets loss earlier. So, yeah, I could, I could see this happening, especially a nice uh, divisional game drop. That, that's right in the, the Titans pages. Titans would be in the driver's seat for the only AFC bye if they had beaten the Jets, by the way. So, anywho, let's talk about these Titans. Derrick Henry smash. That's just all I think about when he gets handed the ball. He's just an insane monster of a beast. And um, I love him. And I'd like him to be the godfather of my child. But he hasn't returned my letter. You think if you actually wrote him a letter... And I'm assuming like a handwritten sarcastic. I was. <laughs> do you think he would do it? Like he'd just show up and be the godfather of your child. Um, I, I, since you 
have a freshborn baby, I think you should write him and see. Oh my God. My wife (laughs) would be like, Danny, what the fuck? Derrick Henry's at our front door saying that you uh, said he could be the godfather. (laughs) I'm like, I can't even. You're not going to say no now, Mandy. Was he still out there? Did you invite him in? No, he's still standing out there. Have you seen what he's done to people in the NFL? We got to let him do it. Diddy, his hair is disgusting. He clearly hasn't showered. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, Derrick Henry is on pace for 2,110 yards on the season, which is five more, five more than the world record. World record. We were talking about speed runs earlier. Now I got world record, the NFL record before by Eric Dickerson. So he's still on pace for that. 24 touchdowns. I mean, is there anyone else you would possibly think of to draft 101 next year uh, as of right now? Uh, as of right now, not really, but... Who would you, be number two? Who you got to continue to take in the, the wear and tear and the additional age and everything. But I, I, I said I wanted Derrick Henry 101 this year. I, I couldn't do it. I went with CMC, and I'm paying the price now. So if you got that gut feeling next year, I'd say go with it. Who would you draft number two right now next year if Henry went number one? At this moment, knowing what you know, if everything stayed kind of the same, would it, would it be Dalvin Cook or Alvin Kamara or someone different like Najee? Or, I was thinking maybe even Jonathan Taylor. I don't know. I, those were the two that kind of popped in my head is Najee and JTT are kind of getting up into that mix and it's going to be so different by the time we get there next of year. Of course, of course. Don't listen to this episode, guys, if you are in if, August if of next year. <laughs> listening to this right before their draft for 2022, they're, they're probably in rough shape to begin with. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you're going, you went too far back. Okay, if you're listening to this in August of 2022, you went too far back of North Jumps to Champs. Go to a there more are recent other episode. people that are also young that aren't as speculative, like Swift, um, despite the team he's That's a good on. one. That's, That's a good the, one. As much as I hate to admit it, Eckler has solidified that role. If this offense keeps getting better, if they don't bring in another piece, it must uh, kill you to, to say that. You how much you hate. I, I still don't love it. I, I don't love saying that. Uh, mm-hmm. You look at like all these people we're talking about, and Patterson's right there underneath it. I don't I do not draft Patterson <laughs> <laughs> that early next year. Um, and then yeah, Elliot's still sniffing Chubb. at the door, but the Chubb's there, you know. Chubb, I think, will always be hindered by a, a bit of a committee. If he ever had a solid workload, workhorse workload going into a season, hell yeah, that guy's in at least top five discussion. What if, what if uh, he got, is he done with his contract? Let's say Kareem Hunt. No, he just signed something. So he's going to be there for a while. But if he wasn't there, I'll say that he signed with like the dolphins or something like that next year. How high would you draft Kareem Hunt? Okay. Oh, we could talk all day about this kind of shit though. I mean, he'd be a top eight pick. Wouldn't he? If he Kareem signed, Hunt. yeah, Kareem Hunt, if he signed with like the dolphins or the, it depends. I still want to see a, a good team with a good O line that I think is going to score a lot of points. And I'm not saying the Dolphins can't be that team going into next year, but there's going to have to be certain offseason moves and decisions that make me really happy about the situation. But yeah, I mean, if Kareem Hunt moves to another team where he's the one A, yep, yep, yeah. So AJ Brown, he's back. He's back, baby. 
He back. You can fire him up, but I think that's it. What about you? AJ Brown, Derek Henry. And even Tannehill's doing fine from an NFL perspective, but he's not putting up the fantasy stats that you, we were accustomed to seeing. Would you agree? I think in a pinch, in a good situation, you can start Tannehill, but I don't think this week is that pinch in that situation. Um, <clears throat> what do you think about Julio? No, I'm just, I, he's going to flash, but he's also a uh, injury risk. And I, I just don't, I, I'm not, I'm not, I, I'm not interested. I'm not. What about you? I'm going to go ahead and say it. I think he finds the end zone this week. I don't see, think that, he. That's the conversation that we're having numbers. is I think he finds the end zone. That's not, that doesn't inspire confidence, though. You know what I mean? Like, I, I he, he absolutely. I'm telling could. our listeners that he's going to find the end zone. <laughs> and if you want mid teens production out of Julio Jones, then start him up. He's going to okay. hit about. I'd say 13 points minimum because he's going to find the end zone this week. So that, that's what our listeners are here for, Danny. They want to know they if, are. They need, if they can rely on Julio to find the end zone. And I'm saying, yes, this is going to be his week. <laughs> okay. I love it. Um, I'll abstain from voting <laughs> on that because I don't want to disparage the Titans. Let's talk about the Colts though. Hold on. Okay. You can put a bet on this. Julio gets a touchdown. No, because I want it to happen. I want to have to read against Julio. No, it's silly. It's silly buns. Yeah, just a friendly bed. But okay. <laughs> There's nothing friendly about that. <laughs> the Colts. Uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas has looked really, really great lately. You're starting him, but I think he's made it to where you cannot start Naeem Hines and you cannot start Marlon Mack because they're looking for scraps there. You agree? Yeah, I'm, I'm not starting those guys. It's it's the D- JTT show here, and I'm loving it. Are you holding on to Mac in case he gets traded? There's a lot of buzz around him being traded. I don't have him anywhere, and of course, I would love it if I had him and he got traded, but I'm not like actively seeking it out. Yeah? yeah? That's, that's not what I'm trying to... <laughs> that's not the upside I'm trying to hold on my bench right now, so yeah. I'll wait until Hoping I for a, a trade. <laughs> yeah. They've been talking about that three or four weeks in the making, so... That's a, that's a big bench clog right there that I'm not willing to roster. Yeah, I, I say that I won't either. But the moment that any sort of positive news about Watson being traded comes out and I just I, I stop working, I drop what I'm doing to go get him. Like, like that's going to fix my fantasy football problems. And it doesn't ever. And then I drop them the next week. <laughs> I've got a real problem. Yeah. And I guess on top of that, me saying I don't want to pick up Marlon Mack. That doesn't mean if it's 20 minutes before game time and all of a sudden one of my guys goes on IR eligible and I slide him into the IR and I have to find somebody to roster. Of course. For of upside. Course. And I don't know who to grab. And I see Marlon Mack. I'm like, but sure, yeah, I'll throw him on my bench. We'll see what mm-hmm. happens. And then you got him through waivers. You can drop his ass after that if you need to. Pittman, I love what he's doing. We've talked, we're big Michael Pittman fans, I think, here at this podcast. So, we're always going to start him with Campbell being gone for the year and Hilton being very questionable. Well, I always Cox- going to start Pittman unless Zacchaeus <laughs> is in a good situation, right, Danny? I knew you were going to throw that in my face. <laughs> I thought it, it all lined up so perfectly. <laughs> uh, Moali Cox scored another touchdown. I mean, he's one of those touchdown dependent guys, but he could do it. Carson Wentz 
was adequate against a mediocre San Francisco defense. The Titans are mediocre, if not worse than that. Can you start Carson Wentz? I, I don't really like starting Carson Wentz. I feel like you can find yeah. better options. Not that Titans defense hasn't been exploited at times, but also Titans defense just held Patrick Mahomes to no passing TDs. I I have no idea what their defense is going to do week to week, so I'm I'm not going to feel confident in starting Wentz. Moelle Cox is an interesting thing. I was between him and Seals Jones, the, the two hyphenated guys, mm-hmm. um, in a stream in a streaming situation in a league, and I did go with Seals Jones, but I was I was considering Moelle Cox. He doesn't get the target share. Mm-hmm. Um, but he certainly gets the red zone looks, and that is big. So Bengals at Jets. Bengals are 10.5-point favorites, 42-point over under. The Jets with are, lost Zach Wilson to an injury for a couple of weeks. They just traded for Joe Flacco. Won't be able to join the team until Friday and won't probably even be able to suit up this weekend. So it's going to be Mike White to start against the Bengals. Oh boy. Oh geez. Jets fans. So white. (laughs) So go ahead and explain all the fantasy options that you have. Uh, Oh, I take it back. You've got Michael Carter. So he is startable, right? Matt, Michael Carter ish, but I mean, an offense that can't do ish is, is Mm -hmm. tough reckoning, especially for the running game of said team. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Mike White went to USF, so South Florida and Western Kentucky. And it might be know. the next Kurt Warner. You don't know. You oh, don't man. know, Danny. That's gonna be like the the yardstick for all these like <laughs> these like, the quarterbacks that come in who just all, all come right off the street. Now they're gonna just dominate. It's always gonna be the Kurt Warner, right? On some hey, were hero. you stocking shelves at a grocery yeah. store? Yeah, that's what I want to know. Yeah, are you uh, starting Corey Davis with this new Mike White? I have a league oh. where Corey Davis is on the fence for me. Do you want to hear the situation? Mm-hmm. You're gonna have to give me a second to find it. Though. Well, as I pound my beer, um, you look for that. I'll tell you about the Bengals. Jamar Chase is a man. He's a man. He's a big, strong man. Strong, sexy man. Eight for two hundred one and one, and he's just a uh, also a bomb threat uh, in Cincinnati. T. Higgins had fifteen targets last week. Fifteen, fifteen targets. They're all short, and they're not Jamar Chase type of targets. But I think you can start him with that kind of volume. Uh, have you found the Jets thing? I found it, and it's going to be a hard one to describe because okay. I have Cordell Patterson on this team who is wide receiver and running back eligible, so that gives you a lot of flexibility between your lineup, which is great. But at running back right now, I'm starting Henry, James Robinson, and Damian Harris. I think those guys are locked. Damian Harris is in my flex. I it's want like, to start those three running backs. It's a stellar team. <laughs> this, is, this is the team. You're, is this the league that you're doing really well in? Can I'm I ask? doing okay. In this <laughs> okay, okay. At wide receiver right now, I have Diggs and Patterson. So given, given those running backs and then putting Corderell into a receiver spot because I have a flex filled with Damian Harris, 
I am benching both Corey Davis and Allen Robinson right now. Allen yeah, Robinson, we talked easy. about it. Screw him. But Corey Davis, I kind of want to start him, but I just don't have the no, space. No way. Not with that team. That team is stacked. A stacked team, the way that you have your lineup. Don't force Corey Davis in there because I know you love Corey Davis, and so do I. But well, you've done him, the right he's things. He's also been productive. He's he's getting volume and he's been doing well. So not anymore. Now not, with, not with Mike White. Yeah. <laughs> not anymore. The best thing I can say to our listeners is I'm I'm still considering Corey Davis, even with a different quarterback situation. But yeah, that 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 does cause a lot of concern. Yeah. So I was just describing the Bengal situation with Higgins and Chase. They're both startable. Uh, Joe Burrow looked amazing. You'd start him, obviously, against the Jets. But are you dropping Tyler Boyd if you were to have Tyler Boyd, Matt, with the breakout of Chase, with the amount of volume that Higgins gets? With those two healthy, Boyd's kind of useless. Would you drop him? I think Boyd is a unfortunate drop candidate. So I like right him, now. too. I know you like him. I like him, too. I like Tyler Boyd. But yeah, I agree. He's not you got, startable. Right you now. got targets last week. He's had targets. He's not doing much on them. They're not. They're not the quality targets that like Chase gets. Exactly. They're not quality targets. It's. I think he's droppable. Don't feel bad. Yeah. Rams at Texans. Rams are 14 and a half point favorites. Ooh. Talking about a That's beat a- sesh. That's big in the NFL. Anything over 14 is quite the spread. And giving them 14 and a half, that's like, we expect at least two touchdowns <laughs> over Houston. I don't think, <laughs> I don't think that the Texans can score 14 points in this game. I don't think it's possible. I would, I'll bet you that. I bet you they do not score 14 points in this game. I don't want to bet that right now. <laughs> <laughs> of course. So let's, we're on the, te- the, the Texans. Not, I don't think there's a single startable player. Nothing. Zero. Nothing. Uh, Cooks? But Cooks. I was gonna. I was gonna ask you if he is a drop candidate. I I think you can drop Brandon Cooks and let me. Really? Ty, Tyrod Taylor is gonna come back, but he's not. It's not like he's Brett Favre. I I I think you can. If you need the roster spot, you can. Are you gonna start Cooks ever? I mean, definitely don't start him this week. Don't start him this week against Jalen Ramsey. Goodness. No, I agree with that. But I mean, last week, rough week. But before that, he had a double-digit week in fantasy. Uh, To start the year, some good weeks. You mentioned there's been a quarterback situation. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's droppable yet. Okay. I don't know why. That's fine. No, no, it's okay. The volume is too great even in a poor situation to drop them yet. Okay. That's fair. Oh, I haven't got, I, we haven't done our picks. I have the Titans over the Colts. I've got the Bengals over the Jets. And I've got the Rams over the Texans. I'm assuming yours is the same. I think I am the same. I, have I can't Titans, imagine you taking the, the Bengals and I have the Rams. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, the Rams are my lock. I think this is going to be a just unbelievable beatdown. Like they're going to feel guilty. Yeah. I mentioned earlier, I was between, the whole Bills Miami and Rams New England or sorry Rams Houston game as my locks and I I took Buffalo as my lock I think because I want to root for Buffalo more than I want to root for the Rams here so uh, I I, I agree is what I'm getting at do you think 
that the Rams defense will score more touchdowns than the Texans offense? Oh, that's a that's a legit question. It's scary how legit that question is. <laughs> I, you know what? I, th- I think no. I think odds are no. Oh, of course, maybe. of course. <laughs> I think I think the odds are push. <laughs> I think the odds are one to one or zero zero. You no, know, you find a bookie who's willing to take that bet and let me know uh, what they give you. Yeah. Speaking of, real quick, I know I know we're dragging, but uh, I wanted to commend the Lions again. The Lions. Uh, what's their coach's name? It starts with an M, doesn't it? Do you remember what his name is? Oh, it's uh, the Detroit Lions. Campbell. Dan. Campbell. I love. Yeah, Dan. It doesn't start with an M. At all. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I love him. I love him. Well, they. I will say that I think they call him MCDC as like a play on ACDC because it's Motor City Dan Campbell. Oh, love it even so, more. That's a stretch, but I feel like you might have got the M from that nickname i i really appreciate you trying to bail me out <laughs> <laughs> that's right it was not what it was but the lions against the rams i think dan campbell won this game going i don't give let's just go for it. they successfully got two fake punts and an onside kick that's amazing good for you yeah to, to try to win I that like game coach he's he's very blunt with a lot of his press conferences he's a he's a player coach He's not scared. He's, he's a gamer. And I mean, he's, he's willing to say what has to be said. He, he called golf out, even though I think golf has been doing what he can on a team with a rebuilding. He's like, I just, the dude needs to put more of the weight on his shoulders and just like fucking just take it. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I know we're not great outside of him, but fucking you're the quarterback on an NFL franchise. Take, yeah. take it on your shoulders, man. It's like, mm-hmm. I, I, I agree. Yeah. Uh, back to the Rams and Texans. We talked about the Texans, which was not much, but the Rams, I mean, you're starting all the guys, right? Henderson, Stafford, Woods, Higby, Cup, of course. This is a current Woods situation. I don't own him anywhere. I think he's become more relevant. Uh, yeah, he's doing fine. More- he, he's just yeah. overshadowed by the, 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 breakout of Cooper Cup and the connection of Cup and Stafford. I mean, he, Woods is not getting targeted as much as Cup and Cup is just insane. So Woods is not getting looked at, but Woods is still playable. And he I'm, is. He's fine. Yeah. I'm benching Higby at Houston for Cal Pitts versus Carolina. Um, you mentioned Pitts their defense. Auto start. Auto start. Pitts is an okay. auto start. I, 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 the matchup isn't as great. I understand that, but I have to. I have to play Pitts, even though it's versus Carolina, as mm-hmm. opposed to Tyler Higby at Houston, right? Well, what it comes down to is, what can you live with? Can you live with yourself if Pitts goes nuts and Higby, and Higby's not going to poop his pants? It's just going to be: Do they even need Tyler Higby? Do they honestly need Tyler Higby in this matchup? Like he no. could do great, but they don't. They don't. I mean, he could sit there and it'd be Atlanta fine. Atlanta needs Kyle. <laughs> yes, they do. Yes, they do. I think this is going to be a the Rams Texans is going to be a Daryl Henderson game. I think he's going to finish the RB one this this week. It's going to be just wonderful for him. But and gross at the same time. Patriots and Chargers. Chargers are six point favorites. That makes me feel really really happy to hear. Forty nine point over under on this one. Let's start with the Chargers coming off of the bye. You're starting Williams. You're starting Allen. I think it's going to be a get-right game for Keenan Allen, and Herbie is going to uh, 
he's going to do some good things. Even though the Patriots have some good defense, I love the Chargers in this matchup. What about you? Yeah, I mean, I I love the Chargers absolutely. Um, Patriots are wishy washy to me. I haven't I haven't figured them out since Brady left. They'll win some, they'll lose some. I don't really know what the case is, but I'm mm-hmm. not I'm not on their side in this matchup. So with the Patriots, like I think we're all in agreement. There's four. I mean, you can start Jared Cook even also because I really really like the Chargers offense especially coming off of a bye, but the Patriots side of the ball, you're starting Damian Harris because he was great. 14 for 106 and two last week. That's wonderful. He is the guy there. There were last week in the Patriots win over the Jets. Jets. 11 people were targeted in this game. 11 people were targeted. That's a lot of, that's a lot of spreading out the wealth. There were six different guys that got between four and seven targets. No one got over seven targets. Like, do you, do you get where I'm going? Yeah. With the new England Patriots passing game. It's, it's like the running game has always been in fantasy. I don't, mm-hmm. it, True. It's, you can't, you can't make heads or tails of it. And if you try to, you're either going to hit gold or hit poopy. And chances <laughs> are you hit poopy. It comes just down to like touchdowns and this is spread out so much. I have no interest like whatsoever. I mean, and that's good for like NFL to spread the ball that much. So no one can concentrate on anything, but this is shitty for us. So bleh, bleh on the Patriots. I've got the chargers winning that game, Matt. Pretty handedly. I have the chargers winning that game as well. Let me see what uh, my competence was. I think I, I haven't done my confidence part of it yet, but that's going to be double digits out of 15 this week. I only have five, so you're more confident than me. Yeah, I think it's going to be a beat sesh. Um, Jaguars at Seahawks. Seahawks are minus three. This is my upset of the week. I got the Jaguars winning this game. Uh, Over under is 43.5. Dude, the Seahawks looked without Russell Wilson, they are a shell of who they once were, who they could be. Geno Smith is he ain't so good. And I understand they played the Saints and the Saints have a really good defense, but oh, so let's talk about the let's talk about the Seahawks. You gotta start DK Metcalf, right? He had a bomb touchdown, even though last week it was a, a mess. What do you do with Tyler Lockett, Matt? With Geno Smith. I think he's on my bench. So I, I agree. So you wouldn't go further than that, though. You're not cutting the guy. Are you trying to trade him? I think I'd hold on to him for when Russell Wilson comes back. Yeah, I, I've, I've never loved his production. It seemed wavy to me, even though some people are argue otherwise. but. I'd hold on to him unless you're getting a really good offer. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's this is the content people are looking for. <laughs> I guess I'll say I won't be sending out a trade with Lockett in it if I own him. But if I get an offer that includes Lockett, I'll be okay with pushing him out the board out the door. Is that a good? Uh, yes, analysis? that's that's much better analysis. That's that's much better. Uh, Alex Collins. 
I think you start him here. If uh, because he's the guy with Chris Carson. You start him, but Rashad Penny ate into it last week, didn't he? And uh, I think that could be even more this week. And Collins didn't have a great week last week, and nobody had a great week in that game against the Saints. That was a that was a terrible, terrible, terrible game. <laughs> I don't I don't love Collins. I get it. I, I think he's startable, absolutely, but. Yeah, Penny, dial yeah. dial back expectations. I think in a flex position, you would be happy with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I'm. I have to start him, so I'd like you to say more positive things. But I understand from the Jaguars' perspective, James Robinson, fire him up. Don't ever bench him. Don't be stupid. But Lavisca Chanel and Marvin Jones, specifically Marvin Jones, I'm I'm okay with it. It's like a flex, flex worthy thing. Am I crazy? I don't know. I the one thing that I'm thinking about here. What is the timetable on Chark right now? He's gone. He gone. He's gone for the year. Yeah, he broke that ankle. He done. I think he had oh, surgery. Yeah. If I'm not you, you keep talking, Ooh. but I'll correct myself if I'm wrong there. But continue. He because he's I think, he, he's I think I, I'm seeing suffered nasty ankle injury. I thought yeah. for some reason two he was days ago back after two, IR two days ago, uh, Urban Meyer came out and said that he's going to miss the rest of the season with a fractured ankle. So he's done. So it's Marvin Jones and Lavisca Chenault. Wow, Urban Meyer came out, huh? <laughs> he wishes that was the headline compared to what he actually is getting of headlines lately. Yeah. I, I would start both of them up. Actually, the, they had a bye week last week, but the week before that, when DJ Chark was out, they both had 10 targets in this game. And who knows what Trevor Lawrence is going to be. So I think you can start both of those guys happily. I'm still scared with Chenault. I want to see something first. I want to see a big week. I want to see something that gets me excited. <laughs> he had preseason hype and he just rose it, hasn't lived up to it. These two guys are really exploring the spectrum of uh, exciting names. You got Marvin Jones, most boring name on the fucking planet. Then you got LaVisca Chenault, which is exotic as shit. Uh, And I'm just loving all of it. I mean, right? (laughs) Right, Danny. Next game. (laughs) Uh, A few Chardonnays. What of it? Washington football team at the Denver Broncos minus three for the Denver Broncos over under 44. This I would hit the under on this game with Washington and Denver. If, I mean, even though Washington's defense is trash, uh, what excites you about this game? Let's we can start with every team you want to you want to start with the Broncos. I guess so. I, I don't know. Uh, Javante, you, you starting him? Yeah, I'm a big Javante fan. He seems really like he's, am. he's locked himself into enough work where he's certainly startable. Gordon's out, right? No, no, no. Gordon's fine. Gordon's fine. They're splitting the carries. I mean, Gordon did fine. I mean, is, wait, is Gordon going to be out? Is it, did he get injured? I didn't think that he was injured. I, just don't, I don't like Gordon, I guess. I know you don't. I'm saying. <laughs> I, I know you don't. <laughs> I think Javante Williams is more the play here. Gordon will get his touches, and he will get work. 
I liked him in the preseason. Don't don't knock me on that. But <laughs> those the those the Wednesday night or I'm sorry, the Wednesday night game, the Thursday night game of last week when it was uh, when we were recording, and it looks like Gordon got eight carries for 18 yards. Oh. Javante. And a touchdown, though, and that's what got him into double digits. They and both got touchdowns through the air. They both got touchdowns through the air. All I'm thinking is Gordon is touchdown dependent. I don't think Javante mm. Williams. I think Javante gotcha. Williams' usage will keep him mm-hmm. solid floor for your fantasy team. I agree. I like that. I like that analysis, and I think that Cortland Sutton is a very elite start this week because Washington gives up over 300 yards passing a, a week. And even when you got Teddy Beanbags not knowing what he's doing back there, Cortland Sutton is the guy. And hey, let's talk about Jerry Judy, Matt. He's looking to come back this week. You looking to fire him up against the league's worst passing defense? Uh, first week bag, not unless I have to. If you're in a super, super deep league, then maybe. I I cannot agree more with those exact words. I guess, <laughs> preferably not, but okay. <laughs> um, Jerry week, Judy, week one. Jerry Judy had an okay week. I'll Jerry Ju- Jerry Judy or Marvin Jones this week. I'm going to go Jerry Judy because his name is better. Okay. okay, Jerry Judy or T Higgins. Jerry Judy. I'm I'm out on T Higgins at the moment. I'm doing this on the fly. Jerry Judy or Michael Pittman? Oh, that's an easy Michael Pittman, isn't it? Okay. I think it's a Pittman for me. Okay. Okay. Especially Jerry. against the the secondary that is the Titans secondary. Mm-hmm. I think if if a team game plans appropriately, they can exploit that. We should do a game where we decide if certain players are going to score more touchdowns than the Houston Texans this week. Jerry Judy's touchdowns versus the Houston Texans. That reminds me of you'll see like posted right now, like total like rushing yards per team. Uh, people on like Facebook and Twitter, the big accounts are posting that, and it's every team and Derrick Henry. I know, I and love Derrick that Henry too. lands eighth out of every team on rushing <laughs> yards. It's like the Packers are included in too because. Even Aaron Jones has been great, but he's got like four of his touchdowns were through the air, five of them through the air. So it's like Derrick Henry really is destroying people. He's so good. We could talk about the Titans for days. Never mind. Let's talk about Washington. McLaurin, auto start. Even when they're doing shitty, he's elite. Matt, Terry McLaurin is an elite wide receiver, right? Talent wise in this league. I think so. I think with him to become like solid wide receiver one in fantasy, it's going to be finding a better situation or, a better Watson. Or, <laughs> or both. Like, I don't, I don't know what to say. He's, he's uber talented. He's, he's done everything that's been asked of him and he has excelled. If he's on a different team or if they can turn this team around or whatever needs to happen, this guy is going to, Freaking light up the NFL. Mm-hmm. Would you start J, uh, JD McKissick with Gibson being kind, a little hobbled? He's going to play. He'll be okay. I saw that he had a limited practice today, which is Wednesday. And that Gibson, out, it sounds concerning, but he hasn't been practicing at all on Wednesdays with this. Uh, so, maybe getting, so maybe getting better. 
So what's the progression? Um, I don't, I don't love it for him or for McKissick. I don't like either. But if if you're tight, I would, I would feel okay with starting either in your flex. I know a lot of people might be required to start Gibson yeah. in their RB two, and I understand. Go ahead. <laughs> you feel? Oh, I feel you. I feel you guys. Okay. Yeah. JD McKissick or Brandon Cooks this week. I go McKissick. I think I go Cooks. Okay. McKissick or uh, Alex Collins. I go Alex. These Collins. are the real questions right here. These yeah. are the real questions. I'm, I'm going to Alex Collins too. I'm know. just winging it right now. I'm just, I'm just firing away. Uh, McKissick or I got to do a good one now. McKissick or Tyler Boyd. McKissick. McKissick. Yeah, that was a shitty one. God damn it! Why did I even? <laughs> Should have stopped it too, Danny. Stop it too. <laughs> uh, okay, the Buccaneers at the Saints. The Buccaneers are five and a half point favorites. That seems low to me. I will slam the Bucks. <laughs> I will slam the Bucks minus five point five in Vegas. Yeah, I'll take them too. Um, let's talk about the Buccaneers. Antonio Brown, Matt, out pretty much indefinitely. Uh, Bruce Arians is making it sound kind of gloomy for his future. Concerned? Because you got Antonio Brown somewhere, right? Yeah, I really was hoping he was back this week. And it's sounding pretty gloomy. Probably not this week. And it could be a multi-week thing. So Mm -hmm. Don't count on him, I guess, is all. But that opens up things for other players in this offense. Gronk's also out. So where are you looking? you looking? Is he out again? Is he out again for sure? He's listed as out. I should. uh, I should. Because every week they're like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And then he's out. If he let's say he's active. Are you going to start Gronk with his ribs? Ah. I mean, you're firing up Evans. Oh, you're firing. Looks like report as of today, Gronk will play week eight against the Saints. So, Are yeah, you, that's a question. Do you start Gronk against I, the Saints in New I, Orleans? I think that he's, I think that he's like one of those. If you have him on your roster and he's active, you got to start him because, well, especially with Antonio Brown being out. I mean, that does help, but there is still Godwin and Evans being there. That's but what, I, I would start him. It's a weird start to me um, because they have a bye week nine and I figured somebody who's old like Gronk and had injury issues like Gronk, they would rest him through the bye. I don't know if, especially because they have other options like Brait, maybe his usage will still be small. I'm concerned here. Uh, I, I don't like the start, but I get it. Yeah. Like we were talking about, the tight end landscape's been a little bit better than it has in recent history and recent seasons. So maybe you can, I would start Tanya over him. I would start Seals Jones over him. Would you yeah. start either one of those guys over Gronk? Both? I would. And you just got to prepare yourself to where Gronk could have a three TD game because that could just happen. Like there's, there's oh. no reason it wouldn't happen with Brady if he finds, if he gets in the red zone that often. He likes Gronk, and he will throw to Gronk in the end zone. That sentence, 
that sentence makes me kind of change my tune because what you said was just prepare yourself for the potential of a three touchdown game. That's correct. And yeah. I, I think you have to start Kronk then. But it could also be guys. a gooser. I mean, everybody remembers like last year's Super Bowl. And Super Bowl was magic for him, but he was quiet in the postseason until the Super Bowl. So he's going to be used when he needs to get used. And he's going to be great in those games. I think our official answer is, I, I don't know. Do, do whatever you want. Do, do whatever you want. We're going to talk about <laughs> speed runs for a while. <laughs> Leonard Fournette, Matt, is a low-end RB1 lately. Seriously. He is yeah. for sure the guy. And I love him right now. Oh, I, I don't have him anywhere. Ronald Jones truthers out there. I was Sally. not on the Ronald Jones bandwagon. I can't say that I talked too highly of Fournette. I just did not believe in Ronald Jones. But Fournette is succeeding in that role. And we knew, even though he had his foot injuries in Jacksonville or whatever the hell was going on there, he was talented, and I think he's finally getting recognized for the talent that he has, and he's getting utilized for it, and I think this can only get better. I think you have Fournette. Don't trade him and keep plugging him in. Oh, God. Yeah. Keep, hold on to him. So guess how old he is. Three seconds. Guess how old he is. 28. He's 26. Can you, oh, I, can I you believe that? Too old, and I didn't realize it was that young. Wow. Yeah, 1995 birthday. That's wild. Yeah. Start Leonard Fournette. He's wonderful. On the same side of the ball, we can keep this brief, Matt. Um, Michael Thomas looks like he's going to be out still, potentially week nine return. So it's Alvin Kamara, and that's it for this mm-hmm. team. Am I right? I, I don't I don't know anybody else that would want to start on this team. But I, Kamara, yeah, fire that motherfucker up. I will I will bet you, I bet you. Alvin Kamara will have 10 catches in this game. This he is their whole team. And he caught 10 passes last week against the Seahawks. Al, Alvin Kamara is the entire Saints offense right now. And it's unbelievable. You don't have to make that bet. It's okay. But I just wanted to illustrate how much I think Alvin Kamara is amazing. I wasn't going to. Okay. Cowboys and Vikings. This has the uh, week's highest over under 55 points. The Cowboys are one and a half point favorites visiting Minnesota. I like a lot of this from a fantasy perspective, a lot from both teams. All right. Well, in that case, start it out with your pick. Who's who's going to win? I got the confidence. I got the Vikings and with a low confidence. I got like a a three or a four, but I like the Vikings too. Okay, so we're on the same page. So good, yeah. I don't know why. I mean, we know Dak's healthy. We we know he's got a lot of his weapons. We know what they're capable of on offense. But for some reason, I guess they're in Minnesota. That helps. I like Minnesota here. Dallas will drop a game like this. Yes, they will. They don't seem impenetrable this year. They seem like they still have their their weaknesses in their armor, and I think Minnesota can exploit those. I like Minnesota. Minnesota should have had two more wins, including one over the undefeated Arizona Cardinals, but just kicking woes. What are you going to do? Um, I like Kirk Cousins a lot this week. I like Jefferson. I like Thielen. I like Dalvin. I, I, all, like, 
whatever fantasy player you could bring up from the Cowboys or the Vikings, I would play him. I think this is going to be a really high scoring game. And I think Vegas thinks that too, with the 55 point over under you're starting Elliot, you're starting Prescott, you're starting Schultz, Cooper. Uh, what's the other one? Lamb, of course. Mm-hmm. I mean, all these guys. I mean, there's not that much to talk about. Really? Yeah. It's a, you, if you have Schultz, you may have another tight end rostered where you have to make a decision, but I wouldn't feel bad. It has a high over under. There's going to be points on the board and Schultz. I think he's going to get targets, especially red zone areas. So mm-hmm. I'd fire him up. Michael Gallup's going to get activated from IR. Do you have any interest in rostering him? I don't. Not in that really? offense. No. It just spreads as well. Okay. Uh, last game Giants at Chiefs. Chiefs are minus 10, 10 point favorites, 52 and a half point over under. There is not a team in the NFL that needs a win more than the Kansas City Chiefs right now. Agree or disagree? I agree. They need a bad. <laughs> um, and I think, especially at home, they're, they're going to pull this one out against the, the Giants. I have them winning this. I have a confidence of nine, too. I'm not even that yeah. worried about it. If they I, don't, <laughs> Matt, what is going to happen in Kansas City? It's, it's going to be tough. I, I mean... Everybody, everybody knows they're not KC. The defense, the defense is tough. Mahomes um, has looked rough. His accuracy has been down. His decision making has been questionable. Um, Could not agree more. He still has talent, but he needs to refine that. And they need their defense to step up. So, what are you going to do? You're going to try to squeak out a good win against the Giants and build off of that. And I think they do pull that off at home. It's going to be okay. You start Kelsey. You, if you have Mahomes, you draft him to where I think you still start him. I know. Oh, God, him. yes. He, oh, he, goosed, he goosed you on TDs last week, but you got to start him again. Uh, what about running back wise on Casey? What are you thinking? I start, I would start him. Daryl Williams. Start yeah, him. It's Daryl Williams, right? That's all it is. Yeah. Start him, start him, start Mahomes, Hill, Kelsey. Well, yeah, Hill. I didn't even mention Hill, but you start Hill. Um, mm-hmm. None of the McCole Hardman, anybody else? Probably not. No, no, probably not. Because after Kelsey and Hill, it kind of gets dispersed randomly. And no, it's just, I think there's better options out there. It's not by apocalypse. I think you can do better than Hardman. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. Giants, he's starting. I would st- I would start Booker because Barkley's going to be out. I th- this Chiefs defense is terrible. I mean, there is the potential for the Chiefs to come out to a big lead and then Booker becomes irrelevant from a running perspective. There is that possibility, of course. But starting running back against a shitty defense, you got to do it. And then if if Tony is out there, I think oh God, this is tough, man. Between Shepard, Slayton, Tony, and Galladay. That's a lot of names I just said. And there's a mixing and matching of questionables. And What about Ingram? Ingram just had eight targets last week. And he's been somewhat productive. He's, I don't know if he's fantasy startable, but he's going to eat into work. I think sure. he has sure. been. Sure. And, and this is a week when the two teams that are on by are Waller and Andrews. So if you're a Waller, 
or Andrew's owner, you could do worse than Evan Ingram. Me personally, I I don't know what Evan Ingram could possibly do in this in this Giants offense that would make me want to start him. Does that do you get what I mean by that? With all those wide receivers? I mean, what he would do is get around 50 yards in a TD. That's the ceiling right there. Okay. 50 yards that's that's a TD. ceiling. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, I would take that though. <laughs> I would, I would take that, but I, I, I won't do it. I'll start Tony if he's active. Cause I think he's, I think he's the future of the giants. I, it may be is a situation to steer clear of. Wow. That's tough to say against the Chiefs defense. It's so bad. Oh man. Let's talk about the Chiefs real quick. Um, if you're a Chiefs fan, I know we got a lot of them listening to this. Is is the concern Patrick Mahomes' decision making or the defense or both? Like it, it he looked it, Mahomes has looked really bad. Matt, have you I mean, you've watched some of their games. He has looked really bad. Well, this he past- had to deal with the Titans, like big pass <laughs> rush. Oh. <laughs> the elite pass rush. He's, I think it's, it's, it's hard to say, but I think it's some luck has worn off some no look pass luck. Some oh God, if I hear no look pass one the, more, God, the, the, the football gods, uh, especially when there's <laughs> I'll touch on again, like Stafford throws a no look pass. They're like, Oh, he's throwing like the, the Mahomes no look pass. Like Stafford was doing that shit before Mahomes ever yeah. did it. <laughs> but uh, Mahomes threw a pick with the no look pass, and I'm like, oh man, he should have caught that. Why should he have caught that? He threw it behind him because <laughs> he didn't look. You, you know, if he would have looked, <laughs> he could have probably hit him in the chest. <laughs> but he, t- oh my god, I, I, yeah. I, I, I get what you're saying. I just, I think the novelty of Patrick Mahomes, let's just put him in the Hall of Fame, has worn off, and it's about time. I'll say he has talent and he has ability. Um, maybe some pieces on his team need to get better and maybe he needs to kind of refine his game, take a step back, look at things, do some studying, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I, I don't I don't think he's a guy who's just like, oh my God, I've had a few bad weeks. I'm going to wither into nothing. He's, <laughs> That'd be pa- crazy. Patrick, Patrick Mahomes is going to be around for a while. So expect some progression, some regression. There's, there's going to be a roller coaster here. He's not going to always be the best ever. You don't think that there's going to be an Andrew Luck retirement next week? <laughs> because, like, you opinion. know, I just don't got it anymore. I signed a $500 million contract, but fuck it. It's just money. It's half a billion dollars. I'll get rich. That? I'll get rich in another lifetime. So, that, like, all guaranteed, too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Let's guys, get- I'm just going gonna, gonna to show up to training camp and have a margarita that is <laughs> what are you gonna do about it do you tell me right now what the fuck are you gonna do about it if i show up <laughs> with a margarita <laughs> to chief's training camp if you're patrick Mahomes, you're gonna do nothing and you're gonna like it <laughs> okay <laughs> did you see matt i just wanted real quick andy reed's quote after the titans uh beat down of the chiefs they asked him just about the game, and one of the quotes that he had was, <laughs> "I don't know why I thought it was so funny." It was like, "Yeah, the they just they made more plays than we did," and I was just like, <laughs> oh, "You fucking yeah. think you fucking think so?" 
<laughs> they just made more plays than we did. Twenty-seven to three. Yeah, yeah. Wow. What very insightful, I, Andy. Well, I'll have to double check. It might have only been twenty, but I think all twenty-seven of those points were in the first half. To where Titans just left Plus, let off the gas. It was the only points scored in the second half were the Chiefs' field goal. <laughs> so I mean, you you can say what you want about that. That's that's poor poor execution to just completely let off the gas in the second half, but that's kind of what happened. Was I don't it though? love it. <laughs> <laughs> Got to put a little bit of points on the board. I think uh, <laughs> put some pressure. Yeah. Uh, well, that's it, man. I mean, we went through all the games. You got anything else to add for the champs before this pivotal week eight? You know, I mean, everybody's got uh, some good fantasy leagues, some bad fantasy leagues, but I don't think it's time to give up yet. Keep pushing hard. Go balls to the wall. Try to make some good trades. Don't just sell off your team for next year yet. <laughs> You're saying that because you know that I just traded Devonte Adams for draft picks in a, in a league. This is listeners. This is specifically a shot at me right now. As if it, I'll I'll say it's a good thing to bring up for a fantasy football podcast. It's it's I don't think it's quite there yet, and I'm not seeing if I got the right offer. I wouldn't. Yeah, but, that's uh, the, that's the key right there. That last it, part. It's the next few weeks through the breaking point. Uh, there's obviously some big names that are on injury right now, like CMC, who's going to be back week 10, hopefully. So it's a trying time. If you can put together a couple cheap wins and then get CMC back, and then you, you have a good path to the playoffs, that's the thing. If you can't put together a couple wins without him, Maybe you should start selling off pieces. So there you go. That's good. That, that's, those are, that's those are good. things to think about here. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm not not where I want to be in that league, and I stand by my decision. And uh, and you know you're gonna you're in the same league with me, Matt. And you're gonna make the same kind of move coming up here because you see the writing on the wall just like I do. I've wow. I've done better the past couple of weeks and I I need some help, but there's there's some offers out there that are so what do you think about um now that we're finishing up this recording so it's on the record, do you want to just collude in that league and then we'll just put both of our players into one of our teams and then when we make all the money we'll split it? Yeah. I actually uh, that that sounds Mutually beneficial, and I don't think anybody <laughs> in the league would have an issue with that. I don't think there's rules against this, so we're gonna do that. Uh, and we, we are the the commish and co commish. That's uh, right. So. What are they, what are they gonna fucking do about it? Just <laughs> like Patrick Mahomes showing up with a margarita, nothing. <laughs> no, they'll quit. Uh, we won't do that, but we do recommend that you do that, listeners. Um, go to Jumps Champs podcast. Get some cool stuff, including a onesie that I just uh, bought uh, for my child that says champ on it. Because you know what? If you listen to this show, you are a champ. And um, and we believe in you. You believe in us. Matt, close us out. Remember, have fun with it. 